I am not here to argue. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, and welcome to another episode of I'm Not Here to Argue with me, the Velvet Fist. And me, the Gurgen Pipplewater. Uh, we fooled ya! We switched our names around. <laughs> yes. I am the Gurgen Pipplewater, and he is the Velvet Fist. So, um, what are we uh, doing here today? We are, um, we, are, we are engaging in the podcasting forum, and our podcast is called I'm Not Here to Argue, and it is called that because we are newlyweds, um, working on having the longest term relationship of our lives, but both a little bit conflict avoided and needing to have serious conversations, and we thought, hey, if we have a podcast in order to have conversations, we'll always have a reason to sit down and have uninterrupted communication time and we make it a podcast to keep ourselves accountable to actually doing it yeah but you guys seem to only like it when we talk about movies so and really i mean hey those are those are good things to talk about because we can we can share our perspectives on life and the world indeed so today we're going to talk about um a couple of things but first we're going to do our newlywed game which is a bunch of questions we wrote to ask one another to uh to help uh, know each other better. And spark conversation. And spark conversation. We also have a game called Deep Game, which we use in the same way. But we didn't make that one, and ours is better. I rolled a 20. I crit. That means I get to roll double damage. Okay. What's the most annoying thing I have done lately? Well, you went to double damage. Yeah. Um, the most annoying thing you have done lately. Huh. Okay, does double damage mean you asked two questions, or just, no, it just no, means I have to be twice as harsh with my answer? No, it meant I was making a joke about D&D. I know. I was just trying to understand yeah. the implications of your, of your joke. You, you can interpret it however you like. Okay. All right, double damage. Um, the most annoying thing you've done lately? Well, I don't know, because I think when you do annoying things, I remember it for, like, the day, and then I've forgotten it by, like, the next day, usually. Um... I did almost run a stop sign. Yeah, that wasn't annoying. That was mildly terrifying. Okay. But, you know, only in a... There was no one standing in front of us. Like, I almost killed a person, so there's that. You mean that child in the Costco parking lot? No. I oh. didn't even see that child. <laughs> <laughs> I met the guy at the crosswalk. I don't remember the guy at the crosswalk, so it works out. I was, we were driving downtown. I was speaking with the train station. I think it was, it was a morning. I had stopped at a stop sign. There was a jogger who decided to proceed because he thought I saw him. And I didn't because I was looking in the opposite direction, so they started to go. And then I noticed he was running the car and stopped suddenly. Okay. All right. So I guess you just only remember, like... The ones that I, I saw. Right. So that is not an annoying thing that I have done. No. Um, well, the... Uh, I mean, sometimes when I'm annoyed... In an annoyed mood, there are things you do that are annoying just because I'm already annoyed, like the lunch thing. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we were we were chatting, and he was like, "I just had a some sort of grilled cheese bacon situation for lunch, and some other thing that went along with it." Mm-hmm. And then he was like, "What did you have for lunch?" And I said, "Oh, I have I have this variety of things for lunch because um, my workplace provides lunch because we have a lunch lady." And uh, so I don't, you know, but, 
but also I got up to lunch late, so sometimes you just get a random assortment of things. And in my case, it was like vegan chili with with rice because if there's rice, why wouldn't you have it? Um, and little focaccia squares and grapes and red grapes and uh, I don't know what else was on the grape plate. I don't know, but you had salad and... Oh, yeah, salad with tahini, lemon dressing situation. And something else. And I commented that, that chili and rice and focaccia sound like a great meal. Yes. And that annoyed the hell out of you. It was mildly annoying. You were already annoyed, so that annoyed the hell out of you. So then I was like, you didn't say anything about the grapes or the salad. And you said, grapes are okay sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I said, how can you call it a good meal when you don't like half of what's on the plate? You don't acknowledge half of what's on the plate. And I said, I was just trying to be funny, not trying to get your goat. Yep. And I apologize, which made you feel better about whatever was actually annoying you that had nothing to do with me. Yep. Because I'm a rational human being. I see, because that's healthy. And an adult. Yeah. With um, adult maturity feelings. So I think it's annoying. I try and get you to stop being annoyed, to stop being in a bad mood by trying to make you laugh. And I think that annoys the hell out of you sometimes. I mean, sometimes. But, um, I mean, sometimes it's effective, I suppose. Okay. Like, if I'm actually annoyed at you, it's probably more effective than if I'm not annoyed at you. Okay. But there's no way to know. There's no way to know. (laughs) It's just a landmine. Yep, a whole field of them. Yeah, this is why men hate women. No, and it's not why I hate you, because I don't. I'm just saying, like, if, if there's anyone from the Red Pill community listening to this podcast, oh, you're okay. like... Why would anyone from the Red Pill community be listening to our podcast? For ammunition. I guess so, against me. Um, he's not a real man. Sure. So, um, so I guess it's my turn. You roll a die. All right. Because you didn't actually come up with anything that I've done that annoyed you lately. I'm sorry. I can try harder. Okay. You're I mean, there's a pizza box that's been living in the bedroom since, I don't know, last week. Yeah, it's week. not there anymore. Oh, you just got rid of it this afternoon? I removed it this afternoon. Wow. I mean, either one of us could remove it at any time. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, name one way in which we are similar. You have to ask me that question. Name one way in which we are similar. We both suck at cleaning house. That's true. We really, we're both having some executive function issues. And that's one way that they present themselves. Yes, I was actually thinking today, today I just watched a Twitter video from a woman who was like, I tend to be, I tend to run late, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start getting ready for this thing. I have to be someplace at five. I'm going to start getting ready at one. Okay. And, um. She was still late? She was still late. Yeah. And so there was someone in the comment thread who was like, a lot of people in the comment thread were like, people don't tell you that this is a thing about, this is one of the, you know, people with ADHD tend to have time blindness, blah, blah, blah. So there's lots of that. And there's one person who was like, this is so disrespectful and distasteful. And like, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you choose to take it that way, but also the people that she's going to meet know her and they choose to engage with her despite this, whatever it is she does with always being late. So either they have decided that it is worth their, um, that it, that her friendship is worth this one annoying aspect of her personality, or, I mean, or they're not doing a very good job of enforcing their own boundaries. Which made me think, you, 
and me are incompatible time-wise. Oh, very much so. And I thought, you know, one of the reasons I married you is because you're supposed to help me stay on time. You're just okay. not, you're just getting a little I'll, too deferential. Okay, I'll, I'll start bugging you more in the mornings. I try not to bug you, I try to let you do your thing in your own time frame, but we never get out the door on time. So. I know, and that's problems. It's not a problem for me, but it's a problem for you. So. Yeah. Especially since I'm driving now, it takes even longer. It takes like 15 minutes longer for when I drive than when you do. Yes. <laughs> so. So we got to leave at least 15 minutes earlier. Right. So if you could like help enforce that time boundary, that would probably be helpful for both of okay, us. Okay, I'll try. Okay. But that means interrupting your mid-workout and saying, "Okay, we got to get going." I mean, give me five minutes notice. No, I'm coming in and say, hey, we got to get going so you can turn off your workout and go take a shower. And... You were going to say that like right at the moment that we have to get going. That's not... No, no, no. I'll say that when I come in to, to bug you. Is it just coming in to let you know that I exist, which is often what I do when you're working out. It's just like, okay, I'm clearly dressed and ready. And you're still working out, but I'm just giving you the awareness that I am dressed and ready as a, as a subtle reminder that we have to be somewhere. Okay. I'll be less subtle. Alrighty. Okay. So that brings us to our topic of the day, which is, what's it going to be? Is it going to be my career and and education or uh, Dungeons and Dragons? Six of one, half dozen the other. <sighs> okay. Wait, okay. Dungeons and Dragons is, is bothering you a lot lately. All right. Can we pause for a moment? Yep. Hold on. Okay. So we'll talk about Dungeons and Dragons first. All right. It's really been bothering you lately. I mean, why do you define lately? I mean, the last few weeks, it's been really hard on you. And after the game this last time, you know, you had a very emotional few moments. I don't want to put you, call you out or put you on the spot, but, but I want you to talk about it if you're willing to. Well, I mean, it's a new thing that I don't feel like I'm very good at. I... Well, what is it you're doing? I'm DMing the game, okay. which means I guess I'm in charge of like, I'm doing it with a module, so my, my, um, what I should be doing is reading the Dungeon Master's Guide and reading the module and putting those two bits of information, to the, putting those two knowledge sources together to create a cohesive universe that allows you guys to role play and kill things and have fun. Um, the issue that I'm finding is that I didn't read these things through from beginning to end because they're not linear. Mm -hmm. So Because they're not supposed to be used that way. So it's like, I guess what I would need to do is like map out everything that I want to do beforehand and then read the sections of the book that will be most relevant to the things that I want to do in any given week. But there's no way to predict what's going to happen in any given week because though I am running the game, I'm not in charge of the game. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say the whole idea of reading the Dungeon Master's Guide and reading the, the source book and merging the two isn't the way it's intended to be used. The Dungeon Master's Guide is a reference book. Mm -hmm. So for figuring out how things work. Uh, but you've got a number of people who play the game who can help you figure out how things work and the whole internet. Yeah. So you don't need that. Reading, reading the, the module all the way through, yeah, probably a good idea. I've never bothered to do that when I've used the module. But that's why I was always scrambling right before every game to read read up on the chapter I needed to do for that week. Mm -hmm. And I had more fun as a DM when I would just ignore the module and pull things out of my ass 
because that's how I like to DM. I like to just make stuff up. And I feel like I, I don't feel right for you to do that because, well, for two reasons. One, I don't feel like I know enough to do that. Like, you have to, like, know how rules, what the rules are in order to break them effectively. Sorry, I'm eating a pork and pepper. I'm sorry. Um, but then two, um, I'm worried about shooting myself in the foot for later. How so? Like, if I just, like, hop, skip, and jump around, I mean, we're only a certain point into the adventure. I don't want to, like, start improvising now and then find that later when we're further into the adventure that I'm like, oh, no, you know. Like, I killed this character or, or I gave away some information too early or whatever. Yeah. I would say, again, then you just make something else up on the spot. Okay. So, hard as it is to believe, I guess I'm actually a little bit rules-bound. Okay. That's fair. Um, I think I think the game and... I think the game isn't the only problem. Okay. I think some of the problem is, is the feedback that you're getting from the players, yeah? Well, I think... I'm, I've, well, I mean, obviously, like when we started this, my, my biggest concern is that people are not going to be happy with the game. I know that you think I'm doing relatively okay, but I also know that you give me a lot of leeway because you are legally obligated to do so. Okay, let's roll that back slightly. I think you're doing pretty good, as opposed to relatively okay, and I give you a little bit of leeway because I'm your husband and I love you. But also, I give you a chunk of leeway because it's your first time ever doing it, and everyone should be giving you at least that much leeway because it's your first time ever doing it, and anyone who's not is being an asshole. Okay, but also, anyone who might be frustrated with how the game is going is also perfectly within their rights to feel that way. Right, and they're perfectly within their rights to not play with us. But then we have, like, even fewer players. So we find some more. I just don't want you to worry about that. I want you, I want you to have as good a time as you can have doing this. Okay. I guess that makes sense. I do feel like my primary role is facilitating other people having fun. Okay, I get that. I think your primary role is facilitating a world, and then it's up to those other people whether or not they have fun within it. I think you've seen from the way we interact, we're going to have fun in whatever world we're in. We're just going to, that's the way we are as people. And that's going to make it harder on you as a DM, because we're going to go off the rails a lot. I guess what I want to understand, and I don't know, is if people are just like having a moment like role playing, um, and it's just like last yesterday's game, Friday's game was just like two people, two people role playing in one section, two people role playing in another section. Those sections not overlapping necessarily, and I'm like, are the are the people like enjoying that, or are they just doing it because they just don't know what else to do at the moment? Um, yes and yes. Yes, they're enjoying it. Yes, they're doing it because they don't know what else to do in the moment. And I did try and make those overlap by yelling from our group to the other group mm -hmm. to try and bring us some semblance of, of chaotic cohesion. Right. But, yeah, um, so, I mean, a couple of things that we've talked about and there are options. There are options that I was starting to take in the last game that I was running is that when people split off from the group, drop a house on them. Yeah. And for me, I, like, I want to facilitate people doing that, but I, I want to do it in a way that isn't 
as much as possible. If it is possible to do that without frustrating other players, then mm -hmm. why able to let people do what they want to do? That's fair, and that's that's a good DM thing to do. But there is the whole thing of to what degree is each player frustrating the other players? Yeah, and I don't have a way of gauging that. Yeah. Um, like I don't know how how annoying my my doing voices is for other people. Well. I don't know how annoying that is either, but I think eventually it's going to have to become a plot point that we have to explore. Oh, at some point, I'm sure. Because, well, what I'm saying is, if you keep doing it without any explanation, people, I think, aren't aren't asking you about it, and to a certain extent, they be polite. But, um, but if they don't ask you about it, then also, we don't get to learn why it's happening, and there's no point in really doing it. Mm -hmm. Well, the point is for me, because I know what's going on, to the degree that I know what's going on. Okay. I know who my character is, and I'm doing my character. Um, yeah, and, and I'm sure we can address that at some point. Um, and, you know, there, there's a degree to which you're going to have to make up what's going on, you know, because I've only made it up to a degree. Right. And, yeah. And, and I've told, told you about those secret things within my character. Yeah, and actually, I'll think, I'll, well, your character has secrets. At least two other characters have secrets. Nice. Um, well, one of them is an NPC, but oh. but obviously, at least you're there are two people who are like who who are straight chaos agents, <laughs> and then there are two people who are like running with secret identities of some kind. And there are four of us, <laughs> so. I don't know which is which. I mean, obviously, I'm a secret agent, a secret identity, I guess, but um, I, I think I'm probably also a bit of a chaos agent. I mean, you're. All, I mean, sorry, there are two people who are just purely seem to be chaos, chaos agents. Okay. This is part of their personalities, and then the other two seem to be working out trauma of some kind. Okay, that's fair. Um, point is, I don't want another moment where you um, are hurt by playing the game. I don't want any moments where playing a game causes you emotional pain and discomfort that makes you want to cry. I don't want that. Okay, well don't say pain. That just makes me sound like I'm... It makes you sound like a human being who's who's dealing with with emotions. Okay, but not pain. I'm just... Okay. I don't want to sound like I'm an open wound walking around. You're not. But... And I don't feel pain, obviously. I'm made of stone. What? It's true. <laughs> Stop that. Rude. Okay. So what are we going to do to solve these problems? I I mean we're doing one thing we're doing is we're switching to roll twenty so For hopefully maps. That, that'll make the map situation a bit more better different. Uh, we are I have to so last week I was going to try to set aside a specific day that was not like when we started doing this on Fridays it was summer and I had Fridays off so I had like more time during the day to procrastinate and then get around to for the game now I'm working now we're back to working five days a week by we I mean me and uh, I don't have Friday to prep so I was thinking okay pick a different day of the week before Friday in order to do that and last week was gonna be Wednesday but then last week my mom tested positive for COVID and I spent all Wednesday evening at her house and uh, and then Thursday was Thursday and then it was Friday again <laughs> so we do we have COVID tests um, we should see if we have a code test because it's probably time for both of us to test. Right. Today. Um, so I, I guess I want to re revisit that idea of like spending one of the weekdays that I have free with an with an on Wednesday because that's what that's the day that you are occupied. 
That might be changing. Whatever. Yeah. Okay, that might be changing. Um, so whatever day of the week, in advance preparing, because I don't really, I don't really know when. I guess the weekends would be a good time for it, but uh, somehow weekends just kind of get away from me. And um, and I can't, you know, I was I was thinking, oh, I could if the, uh, the the guides online, I could read it at work, but like if I'm sitting at my desk, yeah, <laughs> the, the chances of me being interrupted are so high. Yeah. Um. So. So I just need to like devote some time to it, but also. I guess what you're saying is I need to be more flexible with, like, if I read stuff and it doesn't fit exactly where I want it, like, then I can move, move it someplace else? Yep, sure. And so I could see how to get into that mindset. I think the other thing that happens is that because we have a, I have a map where everything is, I don't want to, like, like, if you guys see the map someday, I don't want you to be like, oh, but you said this was here and it's actually here. Like, I don't want it to be like that. Okay. You can always say, yeah, you guys got a little turned around in the jungle. Mm, okay. Excuse me. Yes, I could say that. Um, because your guide is all-knowing, but maybe she's not all-knowing. Maybe she just seems that way. Um, yeah, so I just, every, the problem is, like, every time that there's something that comes up that makes me upset, I'm just like, well, I just need to work harder. <laughs> and that's not a solution. But I don't know what else to say. Um, well, I say other people need to pick up some of the slack. Like, but how would that even work? Uh, well, part of it is I brought us over to Roll20 to, to fix the map problems that people are having with my maps. Because I'm the one drawing the maps freehand, and there, there's there's complaints about that. So I'm moving us over to Roll20 so we can use official maps, and there'll be less to complain about. Um, otherwise, people just need to suck it up and deal or or do something else in their time right um when i mentioned to my new department head that we play D, &D every friday she was like oh i know someone maybe her brother someone has a monthly D, &D game where they get together like once a month to play for like i don't know six hours or something mm -hmm. which is a thing people do which seems like yep. such a long but I guess six hours isn't super long. Three or four hours is the normal amount of time to do D&D, like once a week for three or four hours. Yeah. So, I mean, the two-hour thing is... is A sweet spot for us. Yeah. Definitely hitting my limit. And, of course, it's always a little bit shorter than that because we had in bio breaks and et cetera. Well, it was definitely impressive in my set because I didn't like pulling things out of my ass for more than two hours at a stretch. Right. Because once we sitting on a toilet that long. Yeah, so that brings us to some sort of consensus. I need to take things less personally, mm -hmm. do more prep, oh. and ask for help when I need it? Yes. Okay. Okay. So then I guess now we've got a few minutes left. We can talk about, about my predicament. So... You seem to be having, uh, you seem to be feeling the need to make extreme changes to your life. Yeah. My work life is not balanced. And I need to change that. I just really, really do not enjoy my job. 
I don't take any pleasure from it. I like some of the people that I work with. You know, they're nice, they're fun, um, but I take no no enjoyment from the job at all, and I need to change that. So it's either get another job or go back to school full time. And how do I go back to school full time when we don't have any money? Right. So it's either get another job or just leave the workforce. That's essentially what I said, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, you're just rephrasing it. Yes. Okay, yeah. Get another job or go back to school full time so I can get the kind of job that I want to get. Right. Um, and so we were talking about it earlier, and I, I guess the first thing is deciding what kind of job you want to get that would find the balance of being enjoyable and also um, paying what you want. Um, I, I think that's going to be production in the arts. Something arts adjacent, but that actually pays corporate like, like Meow Wolf or some company like that. Right. So then you have to figure out how, how to get into that space. Like what skills are needed for what particular role that you, that you would want or what, it, or what transfers. Yeah. Um, when you were talking about how you're not entirely sure how to market, uh, your, uh, circuit things. I thought, oh, well, maybe you could do a marketing class, and marketing is definitely a transferable skill. Yep, that's not a bad idea. I mean, I know that people who work in, like, advertising might have some, I mean, that's obviously a creative field because you're creating, like, campaigns and stuff, but also it translates to to nonprofit because everyone needs someone who, tell, who can help either raise awareness or help raise money, so. Yeah. But, but again, that's that's going to school, or I mean, taking a class at night, I guess, somewhere online. Yeah, online or in person it really depends on on what your what's available to you. I mean, we're not in the city, so going to places in person is a lot more limited as to what we can do. Because of the public transportation situation. Yeah, well, just because things are mainly in the city, most things are in the city, and other things are quite a ways away from where we are. Okay, well, I guess it depends on, on what you're looking for specifically. Well, if I'm looking for like a marketing class or something, that would help me specifically with marketing for theater and the arts. Um, I would probably need to go someplace like City. Or, okay, have you looked into other options? No, because we just started talking about it today. Okay, so I think I would say maybe it might be true, but I would look into it first before making that assumption. Okay. I also I'd like whatever classes I take to add credit towards my degree. You know? Right, that makes sense. So I emailed City today to get a list of what credits I need to get my degree, because I'm still like 20 credits shy, despite having like 60 credits under my belt. Right, and you said that a lot of what you were missing was like the basic prerequisite core stuff. Yeah, some some core stuff of different forms. Yeah. Because I think when the way the college is structured is that you do a lot of the basic stuff that isn't necessarily related to your degree first, and then you declare, and then you go into that very targeted, those very targeted um, paths. But you kind of, you, I'm assuming that since you were just doing one-off classes that you probably focus more on the stuff that you were interested in. I was focusing on certifications. My, my, my class load for those last couple of semesters, last two or three semesters, or just about getting certifications, and I got three different certifications, which are, which are doing dick for me right now. So I need to, 
I just need to get out of this job that I'm in and find and still be able to pay my share of the mortgage. Mm -hmm. That's what I need, and I don't know how to do that. Um, have you considered getting hit by a car, but living and suing for pain and suffering? Yeah, I mean, it comes up a lot, but I don't know how to make that work. Mm -hmm. Those are jokes. Just so we're clear. <laughs> I do not want to get hit by a car. Um, if you think you might be helping me out by hitting me by a car, you're wrong. So, um, I'm very seriously thinking about what, what kind of loans we'd have to... But you can't get many loans um, when you're in community college. No, I mean, yeah, loans are probably more, be more focused for um, for four-year. But you can look into, again, scholarship options, grant options. You were on the dean's list, for God's sakes. I was on the dean's list. There's got to be some sort of grant for adults who want to go back to school that have bills and shit. Yeah, I mean, but how many adults are there who want to go back to school that have bills and shit? Versus I mean, how many grants there are. It's, there, it's, it's, I've, I've gone to Scholarship Universe a number of times, and there wasn't a lot that I qualified for, and and um, yeah, it's just I don't know. Well, okay. I guess the other thing is, would there be more? Would you have more options if you had a different major in mind? More options for what? For like scholarships and grants and stuff. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, we could look into what kind of arts scholarships there are, but but I don't I don't think I'm gonna get more in, in a different major that's in any way related to the classes that I've taken. Because I would like to focus on on either production, mm -hmm. uh, which is what I do now, event or theater production, um, or video and audio production, or performance. Or preferably somewhere where two of those three meet. Okay, so where do those meet? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to be a YouTuber, which is the obvious place that they meet, you know, is content creation. I don't want to be a YouTuber. I want to have a job mm -hmm. that pays money. Right. Um, which is why I want something like Meow Wolf, where, where you're producing art, even if you're not an artist, doing, you know, making your own art, you are being arts adjacent and helping create art on a corporate level that is that is art focused and um, that brings in brings in money you know okay. pays the bills but I also don't want to have to move to Las Vegas and not be with you well so you don't you know how much people that mail will actually make um, I think I think the the job in Vegas was like uh, 65 a year or something and so there'd be a massive pay cut and more expenses because I have to have a place to stay down there so that would make things much tighter for us. Okay. Um. And, I mean, yeah, they've got an arts community there, but that doesn't mean more opportunities to perform necessarily. I still be coming back up here on a regular basis and doing Cirque A on some of those times that I was up here. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, you're kind of like... It's one of those situations where you're you just kind of have to keep going along the path that you're going. Like you you're trying to make connections, doing networking stuff, and then setting up informational interviews with the goal of just finding out more about how to make the transition. Yeah. I assume. Um. So you just have to kind of like follow through on that. Um. 
it, I know, understand that you want you don't want to be a YouTuber. It occurs to me that there are some people who do want to be YouTubers but don't want to like deal with their doing their own video editing. And if you could do that sort of stuff freelance, that might be a nice way of um, getting your name out there as a freelance person and yeah. also um, bringing in extra income. Yeah, I just don't know how I would go about doing that from scratch, you know. Yeah, and the thing is you'd have to have a portfolio, which means you'd have to be doing some video editing for fun. And right now I have two videos in my portfolio and that's it. I know, you'd have to do more. Yes. So, I don't know. I mean, I should be editing more video, but of what? I mean, I don't know. I'm not filming anything, you know. That's that's a whole other time sink there. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, that's a, that is a thing. We, you could do slight commercial things for Cirque A. On some of the days that you guys do in-person rehearsal, you could make that yeah. part of it. You uh, could do blogs on weekends, like. This, I get where you're going with all this. Mm -hmm. That's good, but again, it sounds like being a YouTuber. Well, what is it? What is it? I mean, when you say being a YouTuber... It sounds like throwing time and money down a hole in the ground. Okay. Well, I mean, if the goal is to create a portfolio that would allow people to see your skill set so that you can theoretically get work as a freelance video editor, which was, I think, one of your goals, then there's no way to get around that other than to make videos. Right. but. I guess what I'm not making clear is I don't want to have to go out and film random shit to be able to edit. I know. That's why I was saying maybe commercials for Cirque A, that way you could be filming non-random shit for a purpose of your own that would also be serving a dual purpose. I get that, but I'm just like, what, what, what is that? What is a commercial for Cirque A? What does it look like? What, 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 what am I filming? I don't know. You like watching those commercials that What's-His-Name puts out for his shows. Well, that's uh, Paul F. Tompkins. That's, that's true. I do. You're right. That is a good point. And his are fairly simple and straightforward. Not much editing to them, but very simple and straightforward. So that is, that is not a bad idea. And we could fe feasibly film some of those over uh, Zoom at our next, at our next uh, rehearsal. You're a smart thinker. Every now and again. I don't mean to just poo-poo. I'm just feeling stuck and not seeing an obvious way out. And these are like, these don't make an obvious way out to me either. So. Yeah, it's not obvious. It's just, um, well, A, I mean, for me, if you want to continue down the video route, then you have to keep working on your skills because yeah. you, when you stop doing things, you get rusty at them. It's the same yep. thing that you were experiencing with your photography stuff. Yep. I'm definitely already rusty at the video. So it's, so I know it feels like throwing money down a hole. That's why I'm thinking about if there are ways that you can make it seem, feel like it's worth your while, it'd be good because it'll help keep your skills fresh and everything yeah. else. Um, the other, I, I think I have another thought in mind, but then it's gone now. Okay. Well, we did not really come to a consensus here, but we had some good ideas. No, I definitely relate to how you're feeling about, like, you just don't like your job and you want to make a change. And I've, I've obviously spent a lot of my 20s and thinking, oh, I'm so tired of working. Time to go back to school. 
and you know, then I would because I had the I had the ability to do that um, at the time. <laughs> Not so much now. So I definitely relate to that, and just, but it's like, it's like two different things going on, um, because it's because I like going back to school just for the change of environment. You want to go back to school specifically for a change of work, and so. Like I've found it challenging to try to find work in my field. So I feel like there's gotta be some, not just the classes, but also some external effort involved in order to make sure that everything comes together to allow you to like move into this new lane. Yeah. I would wish we had a place to film. Yeah. This room doesn't really cut it. No, it needs, well, I mean, we cover the walls in green wallpaper. Well, we've got a green screen. Yeah. We could put it up on this wall, I guess. But there's still not a lot of room. And we'd have to clean the house up to have company over. Yeah. Which we could totally do. But then we could maybe start filming some more of the game show. If I could convince members of Circuit A to come be in the game show. That's an idea. Yeah. Game show was good. It was fun. And there were some good episodes, but I didn't really get the format down until after I got done filming it. I stopped filming the game show around the same time I figured out what the format should have been. Okay. Well, there's no reason not to revisit it. Um, and again, we also have the um, the, the uh, option of, if it's not crazy messy, I could still look into seeing whether KMBT is available for that sort of thing. And we can always try and film a circuit at KMBT. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be, like, a lot of the stuff that I ended up directing there was live to tape, but it doesn't have to be. It can be a situation where you just take the tape, edit yeah. it, and send it back. Yep. And that's not a bad idea, getting a copy of the show on film. In fact, I will email, well, I'll talk to Asa about it and see what she thinks. They, see what they think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and maybe Nick, see what the two of them think. And, um, and go from there. But filming filming circuit A might not be the worst idea. Especially it's a multicam setup? Uh, yeah, there are uh, three cameras on the floor and one camera I think from the ceiling, but people usually use that except for, you know, establishing yeah. shots or whatever. Can you is it all done with a switcher in the room or can you send it all to separate individual tape? Uh, all done with a switcher in the room, but I don't know if you can send it to separate individual tape. I haven't actually asked about that. So I, would, I feel like you can. I feel like you can, um, but again, the shows that I was involved with didn't tend to. Yeah. So if it's being live switched, there's nothing to edit. That is the editor's job. Is that's what the editor is at a live show. Yeah. Um, I do think that's. I mean, there's three different cameras. I think it's possible, probably. I just don't know the logistics of it myself because I've never done it. But that's something one could ask the uh, the the studio engineers. So yeah, reach out to them and see about filming circuit. Because it would be good to have it to send to festivals and so on. Very true. Yeah. Okay, well, that gives us something to work on, at least, uh, for the time being. And I think um, we're down to what are you here for? What are you here for? Oh, what is something that, you, that you're looking forward to in the coming weeks or months? Um, I'm looking forward to Labor Day weekend because that is a Monday that I'll have off. And you know, I like. I mean, Monday's off because it's an actual day when I don't have anything scheduled. Yeah, I am also looking forward to Labor Day weekend because 
I have a, I have a workshop on the 4th. And then I have the Monday off with you. Yep. And then the Tuesday back at work, I have a doctor's appointment on my lunch break to, uh, to get a physical. And is that when they're doing your thyroid test? or that's no, Probably do my thyroid test then, probably check out my toe thing. Cool. My numbness. Um, okay. So that's about it for us. Um, yeah, we both did our thing. Okay. Yeah. Same thing. All right. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Please feel free to send us an email at gherkin, G-H-E-R-K-I-N, G-H-E-R-K-I-N, at picklewater.com. And with that said, it's really funny that you didn't bother spelling pickle water. Well, that, it's pickle and water. It's not, there aren't hard words. Gherkin seems to confuse people. Okay. All right. With that said, I guess we'll see you uh, next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Theme music by Kevin McLeod in Competech.com.